know that life is just giving you more than you can handle, please realize that you are not alone. Welcome to Abba Daddy House Girls Speak Out with your hosts, the founders of Abba Daddy House, Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We're here to listen and provide help for you and others. At last, you have a place to speak out and be heard. Now, here are your hosts, Annette and Myrna. Hello, happy Friday, Miss Annette. Hello, Myrna. Well, 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 we want to say thank you to Grangeville Christian Church because they are allowing us to broadcast from um, from their location. Yeah. Yeah. So, thank you. Um, signs. Let's make it fun today. We need fun. Fun? Yeah, let's do fun. 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 You're funny. I am. I try to be. I know. Hey. So if you're familiar to an area, you know, like you've lived there for all your life, you don't even look at signs because you know where to go, right? I mean, you know that. Well, not you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Most people <clears throat> know where to go. Okay. Um, oh, I could tell the story on Annette. It is so tempting. Go ahead. It's funny. It is funny. Have we ever told that story? No. We haven't? You know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. The buffalo one? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Okay. Okay, so signs. Signs are Talk supposed about to, signs. Yeah. Signs are supposed to help you, like get you to where you want to go. Yeah, so the buffalo. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, so Annette and her sister. Annette has night blindness, okay? And her sister has dementia. Yeah, two people that shouldn't get in a car together and exactly. go somewhere when and, they uh, haven't driven very much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I went to Lewiston. Mm-hmm. Ended up in Timbuktu. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and all I could hear was, I finally got a hold of her, and all I could hear was, I'm. I seen some buffalo. I saw some buffalo. I did. Yeah. They just weren't real. They, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, long story short, I panicked and. I called, I've talked with the dispatcher in Lewis, Lewiston and, and. Oh, uh, by the way, Darla and I had two red, big clown noses on us that day. <laughs> yes. And they, I put, they put an APB out on Annette yes. and Darla. <laughs> Literally, they did. And um, so. I didn't know that at the time. So they had the Washington State Police, the Idaho State Police, the, the Nez Perce County, the Soton County, the. Lewis County, um, not the Lewis County, but um, let's see what town was I. Lewiston to? Police, the Clarkston Police, and you were headed to. She was headed to Moscow or Spokane. Yeah. We can't be that way. Yeah, and she was supposed to be headed the other way. And pretty soon, this helicopter comes flying over my head and shines the light down on my car. And Darla goes, she ducks. My sister ducks down. And she goes, I didn't do anything. <laughs> I go, what are you talking about? She goes the cops are looking for us. And she goes, I didn't do anything. And I go, do you usually do something? <laughs> she was on a visit here from Kansas. And I, and I was laughing. And she goes, don't laugh. Don't laugh. And I go, Darla, do you know how funny this looks? You're ducking down in the car. We both have red noses on. And there's a <laughs> cop walking up to our car. And there's a helicopter over our head. <laughs> and she goes, I know. I didn't do anything. <laughs> cop comes up to her car and we both have a red nose on and he starts laughing and I start laughing and she's down there on the floor. I go, darling, get up on the seat. <laughs> this cop says, are you Annette? And I go, yeah, I am. And he goes, do you always have a red nose like that? <laughs> I go, no, only on children's day. <laughs> 
And I go, do you always stop cars that are sitting? Do you always come up to cars that are sitting on the side of the road? And he said, uh, yeah, when there's APBs out for him. And I go, well, there's an APB out for me. And he goes, yeah, but why do you have a girl on, on the floorboard of your car? <laughs> I go, I'm kidnapping her. She's from Kansas. <laughs> and Darla hits me. She goes, shh. <laughs> and I go, why is there an APB out for me? He goes, you're lost. I go, you're telling me. <laughs> Only I'm sitting there talking like, you're telling me because I have this red nose right. stuck on my nose. And he busts out laughing. He goes, this could be a comedy show. Yeah, I probably the best comedy show he's ever had. And then he, he looks at Darla Me goes, could you guys take the red nose off so we can get serious here? <laughs> I said, oh, okay. Yeah. So we did. Well, yeah, they were supposed to be home. I had called. I actually had called Annette like at 5 o'clock, 4.30, 5 o'clock. And this is when it, when um, – during this time of year, it gets dark and she can't, she has night blindness and she doesn't drive that much. And her phone wouldn't work. <laughs> and her phone wasn't working. And so I would just get a, a ringing and ringing and ringing. And the one time that we did get um, connected, she says, I just saw the buffalo. <laughs> and, and so, and then, we got, my mind. <laughs> and then we got disconnected. And so, I mean, I was call. I was, anyway, I was calling every, uh, yeah, the Lewiston police and that dispatcher was awesome. She did ask me what sign I seen. I go, sign. Yeah. What sign? <laughs> so anyway, they ex. So I was telling the dispatcher that the only thing she said was she saw a buffalo, and there is no buffalo, not even a fake buffalo, <laughs> between Lewiston and our house, or between Lewiston and who knows where. But she saw a buffalo. I did. Yeah, it was a cow on the horizon. No, it wasn't. It was like it was the tin horses. Oh, you that saw the tin like horses, buffalo. <laughs> Okay. From a distance. From a distance. <laughs> what an imagination. And that's why she's the artist of the family. I am. So signs are important. You can make shapes out of them. You can make anything you want to out of them. In huh? the dark. It was dark. <laughs> but she got escorted with a um, highway patrol in front of her and behind her. Yes. He asked me if I could follow a red light. <laughs> I go, not if it's flashing at me. <laughs> he meant taillights. <laughs> And he would drag me home and he asked me when I got to the dirt road, do I need escort from there? And I said, no, there's not much traffic on that road. So, I can make it home from there. Are you sure? I said, yes. So anyway, Until signs. Larry came towards me. Yeah. <laughs> the signs are important and they're important to follow. <laughs> what signs? Yeah, what signs? Exactly. <laughs> you have to be able to see them, to follow them, right? Well, actually, you know what, we, we call them, whenever we go on a road trip, and sometimes when we're not on a road trip, we call it loop-de-loops, right? We're not that lost. That was a big loop That was a huge, <laughs> her and Darla went on a loop-de-loop um, adventure. Yeah, we call them loop-de-loops, which even with the GPS, we do loop-de-loops, because I don't always trust GPSs, so, so anyway. So why, why traffic signs are needed today? Why are they needed today? So we don't go on? Big loop-de-loops <laughs> well, and have the APBs called out on us. Yeah. Well, I think about when I think when a, a traffic sign that I see or a road sign is rest area ahead. And so I think rest, you know, rest, you rest, right? Well, if you've ever stopped at a rest area around here, it's like a gray cement floor, which I understand a gray cement floor because I've cleaned bathrooms and you have people you know, I, I understand that. Um, the toilet is actually three, it's on a three foot base. So you're, 
you're up in the, you know, I mean, you're up high. There's no flusher device because it's just a dark, deep abyss. You know, and it's, ooh, I don't even look down there. You have wasps swarming around your body and, you know, it's. Oh, one of those good toilets. Yeah. And there's evidence of pack rats, even though there's a sign telling you to close the door because of the pack rats. And the thing that gets me is there's this bar and it's a rectangular bar, but on it is the toilet paper and the toilet paper rolls around. So they have like three rows of toilet paper paddle locked in, which I understand because, but you know what, if somebody was going to actually, that doesn't make sense because if somebody's going to steal toilet paper, they would just unroll the toilet paper. So how much sense does it make to actually paddle lock the toilet paper on the rectangular roll? Well, I think of a rest area. I don't think of a, like you said, a gray cement floor uh-huh. and a toilet with a three-foot base and no flushing device and the snake coming out of the floor. Oh, we had one. We did, didn't we? Yes. And I ran out. I got my <laughs> pants up in time for Larry to come get the snake out of there. <laughs> I mean, you have to pull up your pants really quick when there's snakes looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> and that was a big snake. Okay. I'm very cautious when I go into rest area Areas. toilets. Yes. Now. Yes. Very cautious. It's very strange. Did you rest well in there? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't rest at all. And you know what? I didn't realize there was pe- things looking at you in the rest yeah. area toilets. Yeah. So rest area ahead. I always laugh at that because I'm thinking, Mm-mm, I'm not resting. Uh, when they say rest area toilet, mm-hmm. I go, um, really? Really? Okay. <laughs> rest area. All right. So why did they make traffic signs? Why are they needed in that? Because there's over 164,000 miles of highway and 4 million miles of public roads in the United States. Really? In the United in the States, States alone. alone. We're, not, we're not counting outside of the United States. We're counting only in the United okay. States. So traffic signs are a necessity in today's world. Unless you're with Annette. Unless you're with me. You don't have to look at them then. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> now get this. Can you imagine simply driving to a grocery store? <laughs> I can imagine, me driving, to, I can imagine me driving to a grocery store. Without a traffic signal or a sign? If you're in a busy town like um, Boise? Um, no, because I don't think anybody would wait on the, I don't think that people would wait on the other person to, to do that, to go. It wouldn't be so bad like in Cottonwood. Or wouldn't be so bad up on our mountain driving down to Cottonwood to the grocery store without a sign. Mm -hmm. Because we don't have too many signs or we have a few put up now because there's been accidents. Right. Right. But if you don't have signs, it can be bad. Mm -hmm. You can have APPs. (laughs) (laughs) So what you're saying is signs, signs help organize us a little bit. Not me. Not but, uh, well. Like I guess I should say I couldn't say us. What should I say? Signs help organize certain people <laughs> that they're supposed to be effective for the public. For most public, <laughs> they're supposed to be effective for the ones who drive. I don't drive anymore. I let you do all the you driving. You definitely do, and I feel better about that because I know where I'm going and I know I'm coming back. <laughs> so when exactly did uh, traffic signs come out? Come well, about? did you know that actually it it is, I thought this was pretty interesting, but it, it, it goes back to the Roman Empire. They did. 
it does. And it took many years before standardization came in. Yeah, we have that too. It led, it led to the signs we have now. Mm-hmm. So back in Rome time, Roman times, and that was even before Christ, the first road signs were actually used to mark um, mile markers. And it started because Rome had, you know, had, were conquerors of the world at that point. And so they had tunnels, roads, and bridges from Portugal to Constant- Constantinople. I learned that one in my history class clear way back. You know, we don't only have traffic problems, we have talking problems. Yeah. <laughs> so, Does signs tell you how to do that? Uh, some signs probably could. <laughs> yeah, sign language. Exactly, there is, you go. Which is what I'm going to learn to do with That's the right. song. Mm-hmm. So the milestones were placed in regular intervals and as markers at intersections specifying the distance from Rome. Because at that point, Rome was the center of the world. Is this sign language? This is sign language, <laughs> yeah. And then, um, so that was in, let me see, 312 BC. So 312 years before Christ was when actually the Romans took and made made road signs. And then, I bet they were kind of funny looking back then. Um, Probably. And then, when with the fall of Rome in 476 A.D. to the 14th century, various sign types were placed at crossroads to direct or point people toward different towns. But with the fall of Rome, the roads weren't kept up. And so transportation was pretty well, um, what do I want to say, the, tra- the roads were pretty unkept and transportation was kind of slowed down. So they rode on those bicycles they made. They did. With, with wooden, wooden wheels. wheels. No, no pedals. Huh. Yeah, and you know what I th- what I think's neat. What What do you think's neat? Um, right. Leonardo da Vinci, my favorite artist in the whole world, besides besides uh, Vladimir. Vladimir, my artist teacher. Right. Mm-hmm. He, he he's the early. He's the one mm-hmm. nowadays that is my favorite artist. But Leonardo da Vinci was back long time ago. That was a great artist. But Vladimir is my favorite artist now. Because he teaches me. Yes, he does. And he's teaching me well. Mm-hmm. I haven't showed him my my column I'm drawing yet. He started teaching me one step at a time, and I haven't showed him how far I've gotten That's on it right. because I've done so good on it, and I want to surprise him. Mm-hmm. But so. the Leonardo da Vinci was create was creating designs for the automobile all the way back in the 15th century. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And no matter what, though, the idea of the automobile meant signs were even more necessary. Because people were becoming more mobile mm-hmm. and they needed to know things. Yep. One of the earliest organized sign systems was developed by the Italian, it, Italian. Italians, I keep calling them Italians, Italians Touring Club in about 1895. Mm-hmm. By the early 1900s in Paris, the Congress of International Touring Organization began considering standard standardizations for roads. So it began started, over in France then. Yeah. Okay. They started standardizing signs. Signs. And that means they started making them different than mm-hmm. back in the olden days. Mm-hmm. Signs in 1909, nine ear. European, you say that word, European government chose four particular symbol signs to be used as a standardized in those areas to be standardized. Okay. And when we come back from break, 
we'll talk more about stand rising signs and what they look like. Okay. Okay. Sure. Yeah. We'll All get right. a break. Okay. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Look for Annette and Myrna's book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. The book elucidates the journey of how Annette Smith gained healing from living as a child and other people. The book is available through Amazon.com in both paperback and Kindle formats. Anyone who is looking for guidance from God and feeling that life is hopeless should read this book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. Find it today. Abba Daddy House Incorporated was founded by Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We provide pro bono counseling for those caught in the insurance gap. We also provide basic needs for those who have great difficulty making it from one month to the next. Donations for expanding our business are always appreciated. Remember Philippians 4 verse 3. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel. Visit AbbaDaddyHouse.org. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Abba Daddy Girls Speak Out. To reach our program today, please call one 888 346-9141 That's 1-888-346-9141 You may also send an email to abadaddyhouse7 at gmail.com Now, back to Myrna and Annette Hi guys, we're back from break and um, Annette was talking about standard symbols and signs in Paris actually in, in the 1900s and in, in, in 1909 the European government but Annette I think that you must be born back into the 1900s in the United States because um, I think I was born in the 1900s. I was born in 1953. Okay. And they had to have signs to meet what automobile industries, what growth. Why? Because I was born then. <laughs> <laughs> Look, read that right there. Drivers who easily or, who were Drivers were easily getting lost without signs. Without signs. without signs. And when we got signs, they got lost even more. <laughs> <laughs> the signs that did exist at the time were often damaged or broken. They still are today. They are because our street sign gets taken down. Uh, our, time actually, one. yeah, our road sign actually, I think, is last. Is, is there one still there? Yeah, it's lasted now because the little kids that stole them mm-hmm. grew up. Grew up. <laughs> <laughs> See when when kids like to take those road signs and put them in the room, mm-hmm. and then when they grow up, they decide the road signs aren't worth it anymore, <laughs> so they leave them alone. Oh, okay. 
Just the, we're waiting for the next generation or what? Yeah. As early as 1899, the beginning group of the American Automobile Association was formed. Do you know that that is triple A, what we have still today? I know. That Can was, you believe AAA lasted from that time till now? 1899. That's wow. What, that's, that's what you call really holding in their own. All right. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to do the math. Okay. Particularly to place signs on busy roads and help guide travelers to their destination. The, in 1905, the Buffalo Automobile Club installed a sign network in New York State and the Automotive Club of California soon followed by placing signs on the most important highways around San Francisco. Sometimes colored bands were wrapped around utility poles as signs. 120 years, AAA. I did my math. Well, I'm glad. But you know what? We There's those colored wraps thingies, bands. We've seen them. Out here on the roads, mm-hmm. when people and they're fluorescent, when your uh-huh. car light shines on them, you can they shine. They they're out like maybe during hunting season, somebody will tag a deer or something in that area and mark it. So okay, yeah, and you know, as people, you know, why I I don't see signs. Mm. You want to make sure you want to tell the whole world about this? Yes. Okay, world, get ready. Although most middle class families couldn't afford cars until 1920s, yeah, when cars were being manufactured more efficiently and assembly lines, signs were still on in demand by wealthy car owners. So that's why you don't. I was one of the poor people. I didn't have to look at signs. I didn't have a car. And okay. I still don't have a car. <laughs> so I don't have to look at signs. So I don't have a habit of it. <laughs> I just drive down the road going, no, no, no. And no, that, no. people, <laughs> is why she doesn't drive. I don't need to. <laughs> you, you drive the car. You own the car. You own the car, too. The business owns the car. (laughs) I don't drive the car, so I don't claim the car. (laughs) I don't have to look at the signs. No, you don't. (laughs) Multiple signs in one area talking about confusing. Hmm. You get six or seven signs in one area. How do you know which one to follow? I get on the highway with you, Mm -hmm. and and you say, which way do we go? I go, well, it says three different directions. Take your pick. <laughs> and she does. And I did. And then and, I got lost. <laughs> and her one time her when Robert was alive, her and Robert were headed to Tacoma, well, Seattle, Washington, and they went to Oregon and then came back to Seattle, Washington. So yeah. But I got home okay. She got home okay. It took me forever because we had to go five miles an hour on the big mountain, high mountain yeah. roads, but we got home. You got home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a nice scenic route. (laughs) Hey, all right. So there's a sign that says, watch for falling rocks. I have sat there for 30 minutes looking, watching for and waiting for a rock to fall. I watch for rocks all the time. And I bring them home with me when I find them. But nothing happened. So how long do you have to sit there and wait and watch for falling rocks? You know what? I've never seen you sit and watch for a falling rock because I've asked you to stop so many times and Larry gets mad if we have to stop. So when do you watch for falling rocks? So I don't know. It was a joke. Well, I want you to stop and watch for those falling rocks. (laughs) (laughs) I want to take them home. (laughs) But I mean, you know, it says watch for falling rocks. So are you supposed to stop and watch? I watch for the cows that fall with the rocks. Oh, there is a sign like that. We'll get to that. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. 
But so anyway, watch for falling rocks. So I mean, when I look at the sign, sometimes I wonder, oh yeah, watch for falling rocks. Let he who has never sinned cast the first stone, John 8, 7. There you go. Yep. Watch. Don't, you know, if you've never sinned, you can cast that stone at somebody. And then you watch it fall. Yep. But I don't think anybody was able to cast the stone. No. No. Just give them to me and I'll take them all home and then nobody has Decorate to worry about them. casting them. Right. But, okay, traffic signs. They were made, the first ones were made from composed wood and placed on iron columns. Okay. And guess who made them? Me. Triple A. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. At this point, I thought I was the artist. Nope. Triple A made them. I didn't realize Triple A was so involved with everything. That's pretty neat. In 1915, Detroit installed the first stop sign. It was two by two sheets of metal. That wasn't Triple A? Nope. It was somebody in Detroit with black lettering and a white background. That's good. Mm -hmm. And in 1935, and I didn't know this either. All right, so... But it makes sense. Here in America, it's called Manual on Uniform Traffic Control Devices. It's called MUTCD. It, it, the first edition came out in 1935. And what it did was it resolved differences between rural drivers and urban drivers. So they like standardized a whole bunch of stuff. And do you know what? That MUTCD is still used in the United States today. Yes. Have you read your MUTCD lately? No, but I read this paper. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I've ever read an MUTCD. I've read an I that Idaho. Like, looks like somebody's mustache. <laughs> Mutsd, Mutcd, huh? This is what I thought was interesting. In 1942, a year edition, oh, excuse me, a war edition of the traffic. Um, I'm going to read off yours. A war edition of the... Um, of the MUTCD was published, and it was a, it was it addressed the blackout conditions, the conservation of materials, and the need to limit placement to locations for public safety. So, because metal and chromium chromium were needed for the war effort, signs were made of wood and composite materials. But the blackout conditions created many problems and difficulties for vehicle operators. So. Only vehicles, I didn't know this, equipped, this is 1942, only vehicles equipped with approved blackout lights could move during such blackout conditions. An approved vehicle, excuse me, vehicle could only have one, I know, could only have one headlight with very low candle power hmm. and would only illuminate the road between 20 and 100 feet ahead of them. So blackout conditions, you're in your car, you have your a candlelight was only, and that doesn't mean little, literally a candle power, right? Maybe. Could you picture a car driving down the road with candle? Candle. <laughs> 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 candle <laughs> on the For headlights? Oh, no, my candle blew out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're not talking real candles. Well, look, maybe those pillar ones that are really big or <laughs> three wicks. Three wicks. <laughs> there you go. A rich car has three wicks. A poor car <laughs> has one. Okay. <laughs> well, wick it all. Okay. That's so, a wicked car. That is a, <laughs> it is a wicked car. Stop it. All right. I'm serious. <clears throat> Stop it. All right. So, you said it's supposed to be funny. It is. <laughs> We're probably the only ones laughing. <laughs> anyway, 
So the roadway, okay, because it, it can only illuminate, okay, between, <laughs> I'm not even going to look at you, between 20 and 100 feet ahead. Because you know what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. This made seeing traffic signs mounted at normal heights nearly impossible. So if you have a, 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 head, a traffic light up here in your, and you have a candle, light, yeah, and you have your candle down here. So they, what they did was they took the signs, and they, the sign could only be two feet off the ground. Okay, they had to. They had to because their candles were so small. <laughs> the blackout sign would be placed on the same post, just at ground level. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Imagine with the candle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm done. So it's your turn. It's your turn to talk about the history of traffic. Well, you know what? Sign. They they did change. You're supposed to put the color of the signs on. Oh, I was? Yeah. It oh. says M for. No, that's for me. This is that's M you. for Annette. No, that's you. <laughs> it says M for Annette. Now you can, <laughs> you can expect the following road sign colors for instant communication as color indicates the message that's contained. Here are present day sign colors meaning. in the United States. Now you got to guess this. Okay, don't look. I'm not. I'm not looking at. I'm not cheating. Okay, what's a red sign mean? Well, a red means stop, or or stop. I don't know. Okay, it says yield or pro or prohibition. Means oh, do not go or okay yield. White background. Speed limit. Regulatory sign. Yes. Yellow. Caution. Yes. Green. Um, green. I've seen green signs and they'll tell me green, green, green. Information. It means traffic movement. Oh, Direction okay. guidance. Oh, okay. Yep. Fluorescent yellow or green. Fluorescent In yellow. school crossings. Well, that's pedestrian stuff. Yeah. Orange. Road work. Warning guidance in construction zones. Yes. Blue. Blue? Hospital. Uh, no. Okay, what is it? Tourist information. Oh. Or excavation routes. Brown. <laughs> I told you this yesterday, but it, it didn't mean what I told you yesterday. I know. <laughs> Brown is like recreation areas because I see that a yeah. lot around here. Or, in, or interest sites. All right. You, you knew your signs pretty well. Oh, that's because I drive. In Britain, before 1950, road signs were a disaster. It took geographic designs, designer Jack Kenner and Margaret Calvert? Calvert to create standard and easy-to-read road signs. After testing different versions, they created new signs based on Europe's standard standard that triangle signs warn circles command and rectangle provide information they use drawings or pictograms more than words okay do pictures would it yeah. be better for you if the signs were pictures instead of words it might help but they'd have to be really artistic okay <laughs> i'm autistic <laughs> all right so animal signs on the roads um Okay, so when I mean, there's lots because we live. When were they invented? Well, I'm gonna talk about something. Game crossing. Okay, mm -hmm. we have lots of signs out here because we have lots of deer and elk and other stuff that crosses the road. So, I was driving home 
And since I do the majority of the driving, I was I have to do things that keep me awake. So I saw game crossing sign and I thought, do you know what? Game crossing. That could mean beware of people crossing the road ahead because they're headed to their neighbors carrying their board games. Monopoly, checkers, shoots and ladders, game crossing, people have their games, they're going to their neighbors. You don't think so. Okay. Talking about different kind of games. Well, I think it would be I think good. I jump rope. Oh, man. Jump and jump rope across the highway? Red light, green light. That would be good. Annie, Annie, over? Yeah. Okay. That's a kind of a game, game crossing. You might cross across the road. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Red light, green light. Oh, no, she's crossing the road. I gave her permission <laughs> to go. So animal signs were invented because, actually, um, in 1953, Nevada was the first state to include a deer warning sign in their manual. I think it was which 1950. Is, well, that well, that's when. But if you read right there in 1953, Nevada. So, and but I've had my share of animals versus vehicle. Um, yeah, when it said game crossing, beware of animals. She'd run over them. <laughs> Okay, it was lot. It was dark. It was we were going into town, and an elk and us collided in the front. Annette just knew that we. I mean, this elk is huge. Okay, it is huge, and she just knew we hit it that we killed it. And well, no, I didn't because it ran off. Well, but she's but it had. She says, but there's stuff on the front of the because we got out. There's stuff on the front of the car. And she said, it's blood. I just know it is. So I volunteered. She's gutsy. And I put my hand, well, I didn't think it was blood because this sucker was bigger than we were. And um, my hand in it and uh, uh, she I smelled it. I smelled it. I said, uh, this is not blood. I told her only you would do something like that. I said, I don't think we hurt that sucker because this isn't blood. Well, we still heard it, you know, well, we, the poop right out of it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that was an interesting little night. And we've also, I've also hit a little fawn. That one was That hurt. one was sad. Oh, man. That one. And then I've also hit a doe that she just came running right alongside me, and we just kind of bumped each other. And then I did turn around and go back, and I was going to put her down if I needed to, but she was gone. And then you also heard a bird. I did. So just the other anyway, day. and several cats. So <laughs> so I think they should have cat crossing signs too. Okay. Myrna's around. That's right. So there are, but it is interesting that it's not until like nineteen fifties that they actually did some road signs for um for animals. And we're gonna go to break. Are. We're gonna go to break yes. and come back and we're gonna talk about the traffic light. Yeah. And the one that exploded. And now you see why I don't drive. <laughs> okay. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Abba Daddy House Incorporated was founded by Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We provide pro bono counseling for those caught in the insurance gap. 
We also provide basic needs for those who have great difficulty making it from one month to the next. Donations for expanding our business are always appreciated. Remember Philippians 4, verse 3. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel. Visit AbbaDaddyHouse.org. Look for Annette and Myrna's book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. The book elucidates the journey of how Annette Smith gained healing from living as a child and other people. The book is available through Amazon.com in both paperback and Kindle formats. Anyone who is looking for guidance from God and feeling that life is hopeless should read this book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. Find it today. You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at voiceamericaempowerment.com. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Abba Daddy Girls Speak Out. To reach our program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to abadaddyhouse7 at gmail.com. Now, back to Myrna and Annette. All right, Annette, where was the first traffic light tried out, built? Well, it was, what was it? when was it? It was 1868. Were you around then? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was a little bot. <laughs> a little Outside bot. the House of Britain, British Parliament. Parliament. Hmm. Well, I'm glad these big words are so good, but it, it exploded and killed a police officer. Goodness. So that's, that's so great about it. That, that was a good light. See why I don't follow stoplights either. <laughs> <laughs> it exploded and killed a police officer. So further development was discouraged. So that was in 1968. And, and so they didn't do stoplights because it kills people. I guess so. And, and they still do. And well, the light doesn't, but mm-hmm. <laughs> what is the order of a current day traffic? Light? Okay, you answer that. Don't look at it. What's the order of a current day ca- traffic light? Okay, it turns uh, red. What's up top? Red. What's in the middle? Yellow. Green. Are you sure? I'm positive. Okay. Is she right, guys? I heard him say yes. Okay. <laughs> they said she knows her lights. All right. So, <laughs> how many traffic lights are there in Idaho County? The um, biggest county in Idaho. How many traffic lights are there in Idaho County? Idaho County, is that here? Mm-hmm. One. <laughs> it is. There's only one. I know. And it's the biggest and county. And I stop at it every time I go to physical therapy. Okay. Well, that's good. If it's red, that's good. If it's, it's green, every if it's, time if I it's get green, to it. that's not good. Every time I get to it, it's red. Okay. All right. So where was the per- first permanent light? Where and when? Where was the first permanent light? In 1914 in Cleveland. Okay. Did and, I did, and I didn't look at the paper. I looked at you. Okay. And what two colors 
Did it have two or three colors on it? It had two colors. What colors? It was yellow and red. I mean, yellow and green. Nope. Red and green? Yep. Stop and go. Mm-hmm. I would rather be cautious and go. <laughs> and it was controlled by police officers who sat, whoa, who sat in little booths at the corner. You know why they sat in the booths? No. Because it explodes and kills <laughs> <laughs> They were totally protected. Huh? They didn't like the candle lights inside of them. <laughs> so three years later, a police officer in Detroit added the middle light. Yellow light. The yellow light. You couldn't say yellow light. You said the middle The middle light. one. Mm-hmm. So. You against yellow light. No. No. No, I run them. I <laughs> You're against them. <laughs> I just run them. You know, hey. Is it illegal to run a yellow light? Is it illegal to run a yellow light? Yes. I asked you first. Yes, it is. Okay. They are supposed to be slow down. They're caution lights. Mm -hmm. Slow down and stop if possible. Oh, well, it's never possible for me because I never slow down and stop. (laughs) (laughs) She chooses not to stop. Right. Okay. Okay. Now, how about the the Beatles? Is it a beetle bug or is it a beetle band or is it a beetle? Okay, so the four beetles, the Beatles band, one zebra crossing and London Northwest 8. Okay, on August 8th, we're talking about the Beatles. I don't remember their names because my parents would not allow us to listen to the Beatles. Davey, Dave, Paul, Paul, Dave, and there's four. I know Paul, Dave, Dave, Paul, and um, well, Dave was my favorite one. I had him on my wall. You got to, you got to listen to the Beatles. Of course, I did. Really, we didn't get to. Dave was my boyfriend. I was going to marry him. Did he know that? No. Well, then how was he going to marry you? I was going to marry him. I mean, how were you going to marry him if he didn't know about you? I was going to meet him one day and marry him, and he was going to be my husband. John. John. There was a John. John, Paul, Dave. And, and shoot, yeah, the other one, the other one. Okay. But Dave was going to be my husband. And okay. then when I grew up, I realized he wasn't the one I was in love with. <laughs> oh, I grew up. Davey was one of the monkeys, Josh says. So who was? Oh, no, then he was my love. Davey the monkey. Davey the monkey. Well, that kind is more I fitting. kept monkeying around. <laughs> got there. <laughs> All right. So there was John Lennon. I don't remember the monkey's name, so I'm sorry. My, I, we weren't allowed okay, in my Josh, house. You got to find those for us. Yep. You got to find the Beatles and John, the Paul, Ringo, and George. Yeah. Now, what was the Beatles' names? That is the Beatles' names. John, Paul, Ringo, and George were the okay, Beatles. Find the monkey's names for us. All right. So we're going to, well, Annette and Josh have conversations about <laughs> music. Anyway, they were crossing the street. The Beatles had just performed at. Um, in their um, in this studio, and Lane McMillan took a photograph of the Beatles crossing Abbey Road on the Zebra Crossing. And that cover, uh, it, it um, that was their greatest hit album named Abbey Road. And there is people today that go to London and get their picture taken crossing Abbey Road. So that's a zebra crossing with the Beatles. Okay, that, so that's what that is. So I'm not talking again until Josh finds the monkey's names. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Well, there, there we go. 
Davy Jones, Michael Nesmith, Mickey Dolenz, Peter Tork were the monkeys. See how efficient he is. Goodness gracious. All right, Annette. Who has, who uses fluorescent pink signs? Who uses fluorescent pink signs? Mm -hmm. I do. What do you use fluorescent pink signs for? I make church signs out of them, and and Idaho uses them for clovers. I thought that was fluorescent <laughs> green, but okay. You know, there's pink. Oh, okay. And they make clover. They put clovers in. Mm-hmm. They do. They say road clothes, installing clovers. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's supposed to be installing culverts. That's right, <laughs> but it was installing clovers. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we've been looking for clovers. Oh, ever look, since. look what Josh wrote. Pink signs mean danger and that at work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Josh, I'm coming down there. You don't make me come <laughs> down there. <laughs> okay, so besides the fact that warning and that is at work, the pink signs mean they're they're in the United States and pink signs mean there's an incident, a road incident ahead. Just thought mm-hmm. I'd throw that out. All right. All well, right. Clovers are being installed. That's right. It's an incident. <laughs> All right, so this is one of my things. Have you ever seen a sign? Josh says he'll make sure that they have plenty of pink signs waiting. All right, <laughs> you better. All right, so <laughs> I got one coming for you. <laughs> so have you? All right, have you ever seen a sign that says "Women at Work"? I've seen men at work. Have you ever seen a sign that says "Women at Work"? Sure. Okay, where? Um, on the road. On a the, sign oh, that says. You didn't say on the road. On the road. No. No. Why? Because they don't have women at work. I've seen, okay, men at work. And you know what I've seen? I've seen one man working and the rest of them standing around talking. One man works. So it should be man at work, not men. And I see women working on the road. I do. They don't have women working on the road. You're right. Okay. But you know what? No. When it says men working, Mm -hmm. there's really a woman behind them. Okay. Tell him to go to work. It should be known. It should be known. Just understatement. Any man that works, there's a good Good woman. woman. Okay. All right. All right. We're gonna we're gonna go to move to remember that, Josh. (laughs) That That was your pink sign. (laughs) That sounds like a threat. Goodness. We're gonna move to something a little bit lighter. (laughs) Laugh out loud. (laughs) Okay. Actually, there was a controversy here in Idaho about a road named Chicken Dinner. There was. There was. Made me hungry when I read it. (laughs) So we're going to give you the real story of Chicken Dinner Road. And it is actually a road here in Idaho. Hugh Lamb and Ada Hamilton, they are brother and sister. And there was this mysterious stranger who served the meal for for which Chicken Dinner Road was named. And it was their mom. All right. Um. Lamb, who's 87, and Hamilton, who was 83, this is this was been a while back, though, grew up in a two-story house on, on Chicken Dinner Road between, well, it has Karcher and Homedale Roads. Their parents, Morris B. and Laura Lamb, were close friends of Idaho Governor C. Ben Ross and his wife. Um, they were good friends, but had been out to the folks, the Rosses had been out to the folks' place many times. On one occasion in the 1930s, their mother went to Boise and personally invited the governor and his wife out to the farm for dinner. Our mother was noted for her fried chicken, apple pie, and hot rolls, said Hamilton. That makes me hungry. Um, but I would, yeah. And they named it chicken dinner. Well, just wait a minute. 
fried chicken apple pie and hot rolls. About, yeah. about that same time, Laura Lamb remarked to the governor about the poor condition of the road. It wasn't just full of potholes. It wasn't even graded, said Lamb. The mo- their mother's entreaty to the governor wasn't ignored. Hamilton said the governor told her mother, Laura, if you get that road graded and graveled, I'll see to it it's oiled. With that, Laura Lamb approached the Canyon County commissioners and they agreed. Once the road was graded, their mother telephoned the governor to remind him of his promise. It was the very next day after she called that the oiled, they oiled the road. Ironically, it may have been vandals who actually dubbed the road chicken dinner. The day after Halloween, Mama went out to get the mail and came back as mad as a wet hen. Someone had painted the words Lamb's, which is their last name, Lamb's Chicken Dinner Avenue in big bright letters on the freshly oiled road. They were big old yellow letters that would knock your eyes out. School children riding the school bus took up the chant, chicken dinner, chicken dinner, as they passed the house, and the name stuck. So there is a road called Chicken Dinner Road, and that's where it got its name. But I think it should be apple pie. I don't know. Maybe they just went for the main course and not dessert. Dessert's better than the main course. Mm, apple pie's pretty good. So you or think it could have been homemade rolls. <laughs> homemade rolls. I live on homemade rolls. <laughs> I do. Um, road. Especially if they take, especially if they taste like your homemade rolls. Well, okay. Okay. We have three minutes. Oh, my goodness. Let's go to some fun ones. Let's do some of these. Silly ones? Yeah. Back here about, yeah. right here on page five. Let's yeah. do that. Yeah. Do that one in that. You think we can make them funny? I hope so. We have three minutes. <laughs> You're talking about me. How about the... She's getting it. She's getting it. Do that one right there. Beware of Bob. Yeah. Beware of Bob sign. Beware of Bob sign. You can Bob him. We had a Bob walk in this morning and yeah. we said, Ooh, we have Ooh, a sign. We got a sign. Beware of Bob. Beware of Bob. I don't know if he appreciated that, but anyway. We bobbed around him. Yeah, we did. Why should we beware of him? I don't know. We don't know where on we earth. We always beware of Bob. <laughs> but they don't even know where this sign is, but now we are suspicious of all Bobs. Well, you know what? Who is Bob? And why should we beware of mm-hmm. him? Well, we got a Bob. We know why we beware <laughs> of him. <laughs> because all Bobs are kind of strange characters. Are they? Yeah, this Bob will sneak up on you and say, what you doing? Yeah. <laughs> what about that one? Beware of animals and children. Wild animals. Uh, yeah. And, and wild children. children. Is children wild? You're not darn tootin' they are. <laughs> So we, we work with them, we know. So does this inform you about wild animals or does it warn you about wild children? Both. It might. It's got beware of wild animals slash mm-hmm. children. So that's saying both are wild. Wild, <laughs> wild animals and children, huh? Yeah. And this one says trip hazard. Mm-hmm. Is tripping hazard or is the thing hazard? I don't know <laughs> on that one. I think tripping is hazard. There is. And there's also an alert of a shoe, a high heel shoe, and it has a little crack where the high heel is actually broken. And it has, so it's high heel broken um, warning sign. It says, the alert for women wearing heels, warning them that they lose their shoe heel while walking there. Yeah, that area, you'll lose your heel every time. I don't even, I've never seen one of those signs. We're going to put one up from now on. We're going to put it right by the pastor's door. <laughs> yeah. Oh, because he wears heels a lot or what? No. Tell everybody if they go to the pastor's door, you'll lose your heels. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Okay. Feed a pigeon, lose a finger. Now mm. that one is something else. Oh, All it, pigeons eat your fingers? I don't know, but that pigeon has a finger in its beak. That's right. So telling you your pigeon, their pigeons are, are rough, mean. How about this one? I like it. It says, watch for falling rocks. Cows. And cows. It's cows fall with the rocks. I guess so. Watch for falling cows and rocks. Yeah. So every time you see a falling rock, you're going to have a cow fall on your car too. I guess they get too, <laughs> too close to the edge. Go ahead. The, this, there's a Pegasus crossing sign, and it's used in the United Kingdom and Peru, which is apparently for horse riders. The, yeah, yeah, ones with wings. So, hey, you know what? We've had fun today, and, and we appreciate you guys listening to us. And every once in a while, we just want to have fun. And so hopefully we've made it fun for you because we've had fun. So um, we will, next Friday, we will be um, be broadcasting from, excuse me, broadcasting from Major Bargains again because we're going to have a fundraiser. And so we'll be broadcasting there and having some fun with John and the people that come in. So we encourage listeners here to come in and have um, come see us on, and talk on live radio on Facebook. And we'll see you next Friday at Ma Major Bargains in Cottonwood. Yeah. So come see us. We're going to have a lot of stuff to look at. And you can also talk on Facebook. Donate $2 to get two minutes on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, so, it's going to be fun. It is. We'll and make I'm it fun. A, I'm planning on bringing a, a recorder and play some music of a friend of mine. Mm -hmm. She recorded for she recorded music and she gave me one of her okay. CDs. All righty. So we will be doing that next Friday. See you then. Yep. Have a good week, guys. Bye. We will. Thank you for being here this week. Be sure to join hosts Annette Smith and Myrna Thatcher for another edition of Avadaddy Girls Speak Out next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy the upcoming weekend.